0: Welcome to Your Wealth, Your Legacy, a podcast by Prairie Wood Wealth Management, where we cover the latest in investment, tax, estate, and charitable giving strategies to help you keep more of what you make, make more with what you have, and create a legacy that lasts beyond your lifetime. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're here. Here are your hosts, Nathan Anderson and Steve Nelson.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 16th episode of Your Wealth, Your Legacy, I'm your host, Nathan Anderson, here with my co-host, Steve Nelson. Welcome, Steve. Yeah, welcome, Nathan, and Happy New Year. It's been a great year. We've really enjoyed it. And, you know, looking outside, looking out our window right now, it's freezing cold out. So we decided we'd spend some time in here talking about Medicare premiums. Yeah, I'm looking forward to discussing the
2: topic because I think it's something that can surprise a lot of people when they realize that they've paid in over their whole life to Medicare and then all of a sudden their premiums change.
1: Yeah. We talked to a lot of individuals and I think, you know, the overwhelming consensus is you know, I've paid into the system for all of my working years. As, as soon as I retire and as soon as I'm, I'm on Medicare, I'm home free. And, you know, I think a lot of people then are surprised by what the actual costs of Medicare can be. You know, one thing that most people typically don't realize is their Medicare premiums can change depending on their income. And for individuals who do have high income, Medicare can be a, a much higher cost insurance than what they expected. And often for a lot of people, it's, it almost is a double whammy because the people that are hit with some of the highest Medicare premiums are also the same people that paid in the most in Medicare insurance costs over their working years.
2: Yeah, I think that's really the source of the frustration is a lot of times they get to be Medicare age, and if they're in the highest threshold income-wise, they're actually paying more in premiums than they did when they were on private insurance.
1: Yeah, especially when you consider the fact that a lot of times their private insurance was partially subsidized by their employer. And when you add up all the costs of Medicare and supplemental insurance policies and all of that, it can be very expensive for high-income individuals. So before we get too far into the discussion, I think it would
2: probably make sense to just start with a brief overview of what Medicare is and its various parts.
1: Yeah, so Medicare, the most common three parts that most people are familiar with is Part A, Part B, and Part D. Part A is hospital insurance, so that's generally, if you think of inpatient hospital care, um, skilled nursing facilities, home health care. And part A is provided without a premium to retirees. So like if you're retired and you're on Medicare, you're not paying a separate premium for part A. Part A is primarily covered by payroll taxes that employees, employers, self-employed individuals are paying. And so the cost is covered primarily through that route. Part B is medical insurance. So that's, you know, if you're thinking about services from your doctors or other healthcare providers, outpatient care that you may have. And for part B, retirees are required to pay a premium. So that premium can start as, as low as $164.90, but that premium can go up based on income. And then the third part that most people are familiar with is Part D. So Part D is your drug coverage. So you think prescription drugs. Typically that's purchased from an insurance provider, but additional surcharges can apply depending on your income level.
2: Yeah. So I think the key point there is understanding that the cost of part B and part D is based on on your income. And that income is your adjusted gross income
1: plus any tax exempt interest, interest you have. So that goes back then to tax planning because that's coming directly from your tax return.
2: And there's a two-year leg. So if we're now in 2023, you have to go back to your 2021 tax return and look up your AGI, so your adjusted gross income, and then add back any uh, tax-exempt interest you have. And that will determine what your Medicare Part B or Medicare Part D surcharge is.
1: Exactly. And so when you look at Medicare and and you think about these surcharges, they're called income-related monthly adjustment amounts. It's kind of a mouthful, but basically what it means is you know, if you exceed certain thresholds, the amount that you're going to pay for part B or part D of your Medicare insurance is going to go up. So to provide context, if your income is below $194,000 as a married filing joint couple, you're going to be in the lowest Medicare premium bracket. So your Medicare part B premium in that case would be $164.90 per month. But if your income goes all the way to the highest bracket, so for a married filing joint couple, that's 750000 of income or higher, your premium can be as high as $560.60 per month per individual. And on top of that, your Medicare Part D premium can have a surcharge of an additional $76.40. You know, for individuals that have a lot of income, it's very easy for your Medicare costs to increase substantially. So I
2: think one thing to note is that these thresholds are actually called cliff thresholds, meaning If you exceed the amount by just $1, you pay that higher premium. So to clarify, let's say you were a married couple and your modified adjusted gross income was $194,001. Your Part B premiums will increase from $164.90 per month to $230.80 per month. And then your Part D premiums will increase by another $12.20. So for a full year, that's going to represent an additional Medicare surcharge of $1,874 in premiums simply because their income exceeded the the
1: $194,000 threshold by $1.00. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't consider. I mean, it'd be much better to obviously avoid the $1 of income and save the $1,800 in premiums. And that's why it's so important to tax plan. You know, most thresholds, when you think about tax planning, so tax brackets, if you go over a threshold, the higher tax bracket only applies to the money over that threshold. But in this case, with Medicare premiums, you can get hit with a pretty substantial additional cost because of $1 of additional income. So I think to help clarify, you know, we've talked a little bit in the cost of monthly premium so far, but I think it would be helpful just to go through an example and explain the difference in total cost of Medicare for somebody who's below the lowest income threshold for Medicare and the cost for somebody who's exceeded the highest threshold. So as we discussed before, for a couple who has income that's below $194,000, they're going to be paying the lowest Medicare Part B premium, and they're not going to have a Medicare Part D adjustment. And so that part B premium for them is going to be $164 and 90 cents per person per month, which over the course of the entire year results in just under 4,000 in total Medicare costs. It ends up being $3,957. If that same couple had much higher income. So let's say they had over $750,000 worth of income in that year, their part B premium would increase all the way to $560 and 60 cents per month. For each individual, and they would have a part D adjustment of just over $76 per person. So when you add that up over the course of 12 months for each spouse, the total cost of Medicare for that couple is over $15,000 that year. It's $15,288. So that represents an increase of $11,330. So over over $11,300 for the same coverage, just because their income was higher.
2: That is quite an increase. And that just highlights why including these Medicare premiums into your tax planning is so important. You know, one thing I would note is we're quoting the premiums in 2023 based on your 2021 tax return. And these thresholds that we're quoting here are indexed to inflation as well as the premiums do change year to year.
1: Yeah, I think one good point just based on what you had brought up here, Steve, with Medicare premiums being impacted by income on your tax return two years prior, one thing that becomes important with that is individuals who maybe even aren't on Medicare yet, let's say you're 63 years old and you know you don't plan to claim Medicare for a couple of years, it's still important to think about tax planning around your Medicare premiums at age 63 because given the fact that your income on a two-year leg impacts your Medicare premiums, your, your income at age 63 will very likely impact your Medicare premiums at age 65. And so thinking ahead about those Medicare premiums, even before you've applied for Medicare is very important.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I just, if I just think of all situations we've come across with clients, you know, where income where clients didn't expect to get hit with a a Medicare surcharge, but items like, you know, selling a business or selling a piece of real estate bumps up their income. And now they're paying this Medicare surcharge for a year, you know, large bonus payouts, you know, even inherited IRA distributions can cause uh, an increase in your income. And then, you know, on the tax planning side, when we're doing tax planning for our clients and figuring out Roth conversions or harvesting capital gains or losses, you know, all these Medicare thresholds impact that. And so if the, if the client's going to be impacted by Medicare, we're going to we're going to factor that into our, our tax planning.
1: And I think on that point, one additional topic to think about is Medicare does provide an option for individuals to appeal if they feel their premiums are too high for a justified reason. That justified reason has to be a life-changing event, as defined by Medicare. But um, a few of those, or a few of them, can be, you know, death of a spouse, marriage, divorce, work stoppage. So if you did actually retire, um, work reduction. Um, loss of income from income producing property. Uh, so things like that. So there there are a set defined number of events where if one of those is applicable to you, you can appeal to ultimately adjust your Medicare premium for that year. But I think the the key point is it's a very set list of life events. And so things like you know just having you know excess capital gains one year or Roth conversions or um, a lot of you know typical events that often happen, from year to year with either tax planning or, or just the way that life goes, those don't qualify for an appeal. And so it's important to plan ahead and make sure that you're thinking about the Medicare premiums before you take some of those steps.
2: Nathan, what are some practical applications or questions that, that should be considered?
1: Right. So I think the, the first one is what we just had talked about a little while ago was anyone who's age 63 or older who expects to either be on Medicare or qualify for Medicare in the next two years, should be considering Medicare premiums and those income thresholds when they're doing their tax planning on an annual year. So I think I would ask, you know, one of the questions that I would think of is, are you factoring in Medicare thresholds into your current tax planning? And if not, you know, why not? Or, or how are you going to, to consider them going forward? Yeah. One
2: other important application would be for those that are over 70 and a half that are charitable, because when you turn 70 and a half, you can actually do what's called a qualified charitable distribution out of your IRA directly to charity. And why that's important in this case is it satisfies your required minimum distribution, but the income never appears on your tax return. So if you would give just cash to charities, you know, that's going to be an itemized deduction, and that's not going to lower your Adjusted gross income, but doing it out of your IRA will, and so that could potentially lower your Medicare surcharge. And so the question I would would have on that would be, you know, if you're giving charitably, do you know why the assets you're giving, and do you have a strategic plan in place that ensures that you're reducing that after-tax cost of the gift, as well as the Medicare premium cost to you?
1: I think another practical application is. Really, to leave cushion in your tax planning you know we talked about the medicare thresholds being cliff thresholds where if you exceed them by one dollar you can have over eighteen hundred dollars of additional medicare premium cost and so you know obviously when you're doing tax planning you don't know exactly where your income is going to fall and you don't want to just slightly exceed one of those thresholds and have and have the significant extra cost of the Medicare premiums and so leaving just enough cushion to give yourself a little wiggle room in case your income and your projections come back different than expected is very important. So my question would be, you know, do you know where your income falls in relation to the thresholds and are you leaving yourself a little bit of room depending on, you know, where your your estimates actually come back at?
2: No, I think all those are great points and great questions for everybody to consider. Why don't we recap and provide a brief summary before we wrap up this episode?
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I think high level, I would say the most important thing for individuals to consider and to know is that Medicare is not free. You know, they're going to have to pay for it. And ultimately, the amount that they pay is going to depend on the income that they have. And, you know, as income goes up, the cost of Medicare goes up. And for a lot of people, if you have very high income, Medicare can end up being fairly expensive, you know, since each income threshold is a cliff threshold, you know, it's very important just to make sure that you know where those thresholds are in relation to your income and that you're leaving a little bit of cushion in your tax planning. Cause you don't want to exceed one of those thresholds by a small amount and end up paying a significant amount of additional Medicare tax, especially when you're thinking about tax planning strategies like Roth conversions and, and some of your charitable giving where you have complete control of how much income that you add. You want to be very careful um, when you're thinking about, about those Medicare thresholds, I think the the primary takeaway is just educating individuals so that they understand how it works so that they make sure that they're thinking about the Medicare thresholds when they're doing their tax planning. You know, it's one of those things where what you don't know can hurt you. And so just having the knowledge and and understanding how it works is really the first step to to minimizing the impact to yourself and your family. And then for those who, you know, maybe aren't doing the tax planning them, themselves, I would say it's just important to make sure that you've hired a good advisor or a good CPA to assist you. Um, somebody who understands how the Medicare thresholds work um, and is, is keeping their eye out on them for you. For those who are interested in, in learning more on this topic, we always publish a blog post contemporaneously with this podcast, and I would encourage you to go to our website, pw-wm.com. And we have a learn button at the top right of the screen that you can click and that'll take you to our blog. And the blog post has more details and charts and graphs that can be helpful as you learn more about this topic. For those who are interested in working with a family CFO to make sure that you're incorporating the cost of Medicare premiums into your tax planning, you can connect with us through the free evaluation button on our website. That's all we have for today. Until next time, thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to Your Wealth, Your Legacy by Prairiewood Wealth Management. If you have comments, questions, or would like to learn more about working with Prairie Wood Wealth Management, we would love to hear from you. Please visit us at our website, pw-wm.com or email us at service at pw-wm.com. If you find our podcast helpful, leave us a review and share it so others can find us as well. Thanks for listening as we continue our quest to help others keep more of what they make, make more of what they have, and create a legacy that will last beyond their lifetime. The information discussed on this podcast is provided for general informational purposes only and does not represent investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed are those of Prairiewood Wealth Management and are subject to change not guaranteed and should not be considered recommendations to buy or sell any security. While past performance of market results may be discussed, It does not provide any assurance of future performance. The information presented herein has been obtained from sources deemed reliable but is not guaranteed.